Episode 52 of the Busting Balls Podcast. He's John. I'm Jeffrey. You can hit us up on Twitter at Busting Balls Pod. Email us, bustingballspod at gmail.com. You're listening to us through our native SoundCloud feed at soundcloud.com slash busting dash balls or on the PWOM Podcast Network, soundcloud.com slash pro wrestling only. You can find us now on Spotify. Search Busting Balls Podcast. Today's topic The Pool is Draining. John and Jeffrey, mostly John, do an autopsy on Liverpool's league season. John, what's happening, brother? Well, it'd be remiss of me not to lead off with the fact that, you know, North London is red here. Yes, uh, it turns out it is quite uh, quite a shade of red right now. Not not pink, not not white, not, not uh, anything in between. It is definitely red as we speak. Arsenal getting a 2-1 North London Derby win that nobody thought they were going to get, especially after Arteta benched Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang for the game, which, uh, for an apparent disciplinary action, yeah, I guess he showed up late to the match. Which is, frankly, criminal as a football. You know, you can't use the traffic as an excuse right now, can you? Uh, Well, maybe not. Uh, I, don't, I don't know what the state is in London, but yeah, it's uh, yeah, kind of uh, kind of wacky. It kind of makes me think that maybe Arteta just really does not have a handle on his players. Between this and you know the 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 raft of red cards and penalties we've we've conceded, it, it could be. Um, you know, if but if a player. And, and, you know, Aubameyang is obviously one of Arsenal's key players, if not the key player. Uh, if he's not towing the line, then it keeps it, you know, it's it's poor encourage a lot, you know, to encourage the others. You you keep him in line. No one is above, you know, stepping I mean, in line. I, and we know. I mean, I, I, I see the point, but it also goes to a larger issue of, I mean, remember, you know, like the first 10 years or so of Arsene Wenger's Arsenal career, people kept questioning his disciplinary record, you know? Oh, well, primarily Patrick Vieira's, let's face it. <laughs> right. And, you know, it seems like, I, I don't know, maybe Arteta, again, does, doesn't have as quite a, a handle on his players as he thinks he does. It, it's difficult to see from the outside, isn't it, I think? Um, we, we can... Yeah, we can say what we want, but if if the guy's not being late, if the guy is late to the game, you know, it, it's you know professionally you get what you have to be on time 
once, twice a week. Yeah. I mean, if, if, if I mean, if you and I show up late to work, we get docked pay or, or you know, get sent home. Yeah. And if we do it repeatedly, we're eventually fired, you know? Yeah, absolutely. So, that being said, um, Arsenal 2, Tottenham 1. Uh, Eric Lamella's goal, I got to give credit for it because it was just a, just a sheer freak, awesome freak goal. Um, I did not hear what Jose Mourinho had to say after the match because, frankly, I don't care at this point what he has <laughs> to say about anything at all. Um, but before we get further into our show today, I, I just want to say that, yeah, it, it's been about a month since uh, John and I convened because of just some some circumstances around my way and um, where it, it's really kind of cut shredding my time to, to do podcasting. So, uh, yeah, that's where we've been for the last month. Um, more or less, everything's okay. It's just things are cutting into my time right now, basically. And, yeah. But, you know, you know, hopefully we'll get back on a regular schedule here. Absolutely, it's all good. Um, should I, you you're mentioning Eric Lamella? There, there is a guy from Hero to Zero in one game. Wow, <laughs> I mean, in the same game. Yeah, <laughs> in the same <laughs> one. Half an hour, an hour of game yeah. time. Yeah, how did it, yeah going from yeah putting putting Spurs ahead and then yeah. just score. Frankly, goal of the season. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, it was a great goal, but then you know, getting booked twice inside of eight minutes. Yeah, and possibly, possibly could have had a straight red for the second as well. Yeah, that's from what I was. Yeah, that's true. So, but um, yeah, all this being said, um, yeah, the Premier League looks pretty certain it's going to be Man City at this point. Yeah. Um, despite despite the Manchester Derby loss last weekend. Yeah, but you look at it. What what they won twenty one straight games before that. It, it's it's set up for City this season. Essentially, it's their style of football, highly technical, doesn't rely on crowds. It, it's based on being able to repeat the same actions to know where you are. You know, it's almost as a mecha- almost football as a mechanical thing as a machine. Um, and plus, you add to that with the money, the, the fees they can spend, plus the wages they can pay, they have a depth that, um, you know, maybe only Chelsea, aside from that, can match. So it's a season that's, you know, because it's so attritional, it's desi- it's almost designed for Man City to, you know, to just go out there and, well, walk it, let's face it, because that's what they're doing. Yeah. Um, you know, on the other end of the table... Sheffield United not having a good weekend. They first uh, let go of Chris Wilder as manager just yesterday. Yeah, who I, saw that? Quote unquote, quote, unquote, by mutual consent, which we all really know is, yeah, you're out of here, buddy. <laughs> you know? Well, yeah, you know, as you said, you, you wouldn't have seen that at the start of the season. You wouldn't have put money on it because they were so good last year. And you know, you, rightfully, you talk about Chris Wilder last year as in, in uh, contention for coach of the year. But this year... Bad signings, you know, Brewster from from us from Liverpool. Um, yeah, I heard, yeah, I heard a, a lot of talk about the signing of Rian Brewster and how that that alone prompted talk of a director of football maybe coming in. Absolutely, because 
no goals. And they, they does he fit the system? Is that you know you can't a, a Sheffield United say, well, you 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 spend that money, you have to be sure that those that the striker you're paying paying for is going to fit into your team, is going to score goals. Because otherwise, you know, your, your job is on the line and look what happened to Chris Wilder. Yeah, I mean, it seemed like a good idea at the time. Is You know, which you could say that for a lot of signings. It's, it seemed like a good idea at the time. Oh, you know, I, I don't blame them at all because they you know, they have to, almost have to have a chance, take a chance to, to move forward on last year. You know, because, but, you know, they, they lost... Dean Henderson backed obviously to United because he was on loan. Um, the, his replacement nowhere near in the same class. Yeah, D- David McGold- uh, David McGoldrick and uh, Billy Sharp can't do everything. No, particularly given they're on Zimmer frames now, essentially. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, John, let me ask you this question. And then they get you know they of course got lit up five nil by Leicester today. Yeah. Like, oh boy. <laughs> Ian Archer, I think, doubling his total, trebling his total inside ten minutes this yeah, season. Yeah, had a had a hat trick, his first uh, hat trick, the Premier League. Yeah. So, John, I put this to you. Mm-hmm. At fourteen points, uh, four wins, two draws, twenty three losses. Does Sheffield United get relegated? Before or officially relegated before or after Schalke 04 in the Bundesliga, <laughs> who were sitting at 10 points, one win, seven draws, 17 losses in 25 games played versus the 29 games that Sheffield United have played. Well, that, well, that's fairly level, isn't it? Because uh, I think the Bundesliga have got 34 games a season. That's correct. Like, yeah, that's correct. So, they, so okay. they both have they both have nine games left. And they're both assured of relegation. Who actually Pretty. gets who actually gets relegated first? Sheffield United or or uh, or Schalke? Well, it, yeah, Wilder sacking makes it interesting because they they their form since the new year has been a little better, you know. But uh, you know, one one win. So I, I've got to go with Schalke going down first. Yeah, and Schalke lost a manager too. Don't forget, you know, because uh, oh, yeah. they, they fired David Wagner. That's true. It's true. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, 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 I'm going with Schalke. I'm sticking with Schalke, even, yeah. even to the death on that. <laughs> yeah, it, it does seem a little likelier. I mean, they're both pretty much assured of being relegated. Yes, they, they're going down. They, with that, then you need miracles there. And yeah. well, I mean, Leicester you, pulled off that miracle once before, you know, and then, and then the next year they won the league. Uh, do I see it happening here? Uh, no, <laughs> no, I do not. <laughs> no, you, you need to see a player or two who who could spark it. You know, who 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 might have or or a new manager coming, and you just don't see where that's coming from at all. With Sheffield United, to be honest, uh, or a Schalke for that matter. <laughs> or Schalke. Oh, no. uh, yeah. Let, let's talk some Bundesliga for a, a few minutes. Um, in between episodes, uh, they, they, they really teased us for a little bit. We thought maybe, perhaps, that Germany was going to be salvageable because uh, Bayern hit a poor run of form and then Leipzig suddenly went on a tear. Well, unfortunately, yeah, That, that now that we're back on the air here, uh, yeah, Bayern back to a four-point lead over, over Leipzig. 
Yeah, I mean, let's face it, the Bundesliga this season is, is summed up by that uh, the Bayern Dortmund game, isn't it? Yeah. Um, early on, gets Evans' hopes up, gets Evans off to a start, and then Bayern just cruise into gear and boom, boom, boom. Yeah, Dortmund are yeah. still struggling for a Champions League place, as we speak. Yeah. Yeah, was it down in, uh, down in fifth, I think? Yeah. It, it's... yeah, they're down in fifth right now. Yeah, um... Yeah, and it, it's yeah that fourth spot they've got between them and uh, Eintracht, if I'm not mistaken, I think. Uh, yeah, yeah, it is Eintracht Frankfurt. Uh, yeah, is couple, uh, couple of um, yeah, and yeah, they're only, they're only two points behind uh, Eintracht Frankfurt. Uh, but the now, thing is, Eintracht do pick up Dortmund are hugely inconsistent, but Eintracht do pick up points because they don't lose many games. I think. You know, they, they, they've lost that that's top four. They've all lost three games between them. Right. You know, deep, sorry. So you know, they, it's not much of a loss. Yeah, well, but, you when, know, when Wolfsburg is suddenly in, in third again. Yeah. You know. it, it, it's nice to see that. Let's let's leave it. It's with, you know, without the interest of the title, because you know, I, I know Biner only, what, four points clear, but you say only it's Bayern as well. Without injuries, you don't see them coming down and blowing that lead. Yeah, no, not at all. And uh, so far, they seem to be the only choice I made for the Champions League uh, group stages to actually go through. <laughs> yeah, do, do, do you want to talk about Leipzig? Yeah, <laughs> yeah they, they, they they really did not come. At, uh, they, they really did not come to play against Liverpool in the uh, in the in, in the Champions League, did they? But no, they they created a few chances, but. They were never really in the tie. Not when, once they went ahead. Yeah, it was almost. I, I would say crew control, but as, as properly, we worked hard to neutralise them. And yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm happy we're going through. I don't know how much further we'll go. I think we need a a reasonably favourable draw given the state of our defence. But uh, no, I'll take it. But so well, if we if we can wrap up in Germany real quick, uh, if you look at the bottom teams in Germany. I mean, yes, Schalke is assured of relegation. Um, the other two spots, I mean, there's only one point separating Mainz, Hertha Berlin, Armenia, Bielefeld, and in Köln right now. Yeah, everyone else is uh, pretty clear, aren't they? I think next, was it Augsburg? And... Augsburg and Werder Bremen and Hoffenheim, yeah. They, they, I think they're yeah. pretty They're pretty safe seven, at this eight point. Points, seven, eight points clear with nine games left. Yeah, there's no way that goes down. No, I, I agree. And, uh, yeah, it's just, you know, the, the yeah, who's going to get the other European spots is going to be the interesting one. I mean, when you look at, I mean, the likes, I mean, Gladbach, I mean, Hell, they made Champions League. You know they're in the the knockout stages right now, but yet they're in tenth right now. Yeah, that well, that might reflect the you fact know, you know they, they they've got those knockout stages to contend with. Right. You know, meanwhile, the likes of you know Stuttgart, who were promoted, you know, last season, yeah. and then you know in seventh, just outside a European spot, Union Berlin. You know, the East German side of Berlin. You know, oh yeah, and, and only their second ever season in the top flight of the Bundesliga. Oh, it's a dream! That, that it's a hell of a season for them. Yeah, you can't can't uh, can't be too mad about the about those. At oh, nice. Like... But uh, yeah, uh, let's uh, France real quick. Um, 
PSG, um, PSG uh, only three points behind Lille, but they have a game in hand, and that game is going to be kicking off uh, oh, in about six minutes from when we're we're speaking against Nantes. So, uh, yeah. So that Fran- so PSG could be roaring back to uh, to take the uh, the French title again. Uh, Italy, Inter, still the top dogs here. Still, and uh, Milan are playing as we speak. Um, they're currently nil nil with Napoli, but uh, yet yeah, Milan, um, since we've been off there, have they've run away with it. So um, they, they, oh, they, it, they are Inter, you mean? Inter, sorry, duh. <laughs> yeah, wrong Milan uh, club. Eight points clear at the top of the table. Uh, table there at the moment. Um, yeah, assuming ten Milan point and a ten point lead over Juve, but Juve still have a game in hand. Yeah, but and I think it's that Napoli game too. Ooh, that that is not an easy game. And 11 yeah. 10 points behind with 11 games to play, that is a hell of a tough ass to get back, particularly given again, Milan they they've got lost. They've lost twice in the league all season. You are going to Yeah, in, Inter have had two league losses. Uh AC Milan, the, who who you keep uh referencing accidentally. Uh, they are, of course, without Zlatan Ibrahimovic at the at the moment. Oh yeah, he's out <laughs> injured, and you know what? You know what? That's karma for for putting for thinking he was going to be a, a tough guy and put uh, LeBron James on blast. Shit, yeah. Um, <laughs> and my favorite bit of that: Mike Mills of REM calling him out on Twitter. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> of all people, Mike Mills, like. <laughs> The quiet guy at the back. <laughs> the quiet guy at the back of R-E- of REM is, is putting Zlatan on blast in, in defense of LeBron James. Yeah, let's talk about some other uh, let's talk about some other things that need to be put on blast in in football. Like, okay, congratulations to Rangers for winning their their title. I mean, they, they I can't say that they didn't deserve it. it. It sickens me, but I can't say that they didn't deserve it. Um, the fact that they allowed fans to mob Ebrox. And yeah. especially in light of what happened this weekend in Clapham Common in London, where it was women you know, sitting crisscross applesauce on the ground with candles in a vigil is worthy of a police riot, but... Yeah, it's... Yeah, yeah. The, the, the way that um, vigil was policed is abysmal and, frankly... I have no faith that there will be consequences, but equally, how, you know, how do you justify that, you know, you're allowed those parades? I mean, you know, technically, we're all still on lockdown. Right. And I, I know, yeah, 10 years without the league for Rangers is a forever. But you have to, you know, you have to respect the fact we're still in lockdown. You right. don't want and, a new aspect there. And, and, and to be fair, uh, there were similar criticisms lobbed at Celtic fans when they mobbed Parkhead not too oh, long right. ago. And you know what? And they're, they're, that's 100% correct, too. Absolutely. And, and I know there were fans around Anfield when obviously when we did win the league, despite the fact, again, we were supposed to be locked down. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you, and I, yeah, you and I even talked about that when, we, when it was happening because we did that pod blast. When they won, yeah. and I even said on the air, he's like, "Yeah, I don't see a lot of social distancing happening here." No, no, there really, really wasn't. But it was, it was, well, 
yeah, look, look, the bigger picture and we can celebrate afterwards. Well, big, yeah, the bigger picture is, is that, uh, yeah, policing sucks no matter what. And, you know, it's always in favor of the privilege no matter what. <laughs> yeah, and the Met Police have a very bad reputation in particular. And you know, in it, it, it's awful. You know, yeah, it, 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 it's great that this was being a light was being shown on this in the in the same week that you know, noted Arsenal fan, unfortunately, Piers Morgan, you know, flounced off of his his TV show because he took mild criticism for ninety seconds for being an utter racist stalker for trying to te- for trying to tell a person of color what racism was, and hang on. Piers Morgan's raison d'etre, bully people, blast them, and he gets a little bit of talking back. It, I mean, it, that's all bullshit because he's just he's just looking for an excuse to blank check so he can go to one of the uh, couple of the right wing uh, news stations that are setting up in GB right now. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, that, yeah. Isn't that wonderful? Yeah, uh, cynical. What was it? Someone said Piers Morgan breaks his silence about it. He's never fucking shut up in his life. You know what? It, I'm just gonna recall that you know at the, at the peak of Piers Morgan, you know, complaining about Arsene Wenger and, and the direction of Arsenal. I'm just gonna point out that I never once gave two shits what he thought because I felt he should have been in prison instead of tweeting about Arsenal. I'm I'm with that. I I, I just yeah, you know, it is it's like life has been so much better since I muted him. It's yeah. just like, I, you know, what, <laughs> anybody who puts him into my timeline gets an instant block on Twitter. Word. Period. Just period. Like, I, I don't care who you are. You put Piers Morgan in my timeline, I fucking block you, you know? With extreme prejudice. That's damn right. And I'll, I'll you know what? I don't care. You know what? Hey, hey, Piers, come at me, bro. I, I, I dare you. Just come at me. If, 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 you, if this gets words of you, yeah, come at me, man. Because I, I don't give a fuck what you think about goddamn anything. <laughs> and frankly, that's the healthiest attitude in the world to have about him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I could give a shit what you think about Arsenal when you should be, you should have been imprisoned for obstruction for obstructing a criminal investigation. You son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh yeah. I tell you what, talking to someone who Piers thinks is mate, what we should talk about again, going back to Champions League, for the first time since the season 2004-2005. What a great season that was in the Champions League, <laughs> one of the greatest ever. Um, we have in the quarterfinals there will be neither Cristiano Ronaldo nor Leo Messi. What a, that that is an amazing stat. Is the their era over now? Because you you know can you know they, they are what's it mid late thirties. At that age, do you come back? I I honestly cannot see it, given the state of Barcelona's finances, nor what you need to commit to Cristiano to get him to play for you. Well, <laughs> it, it, well, it, it seems like Juve in, in the days after. Crashing out of the Champions League, Juve basically said, yeah, no, uh, renewing Ronaldo's contract is not a priority right now. I'm like, no. oh, boy. Yeah, no, no, just long term. You know, Sorry, you go with Dybala every time. 
Ronaldo is is at the stage of he stage his career. He he doesn't win. He, he will score you goals, but you need to you almost need he needs to be the focal point of the team. He will, he, and he is not as worth it as he was say three four years ago. I mean, he did score a hat trick against Cagliari this morning. Yeah, but with due respect, they didn't buy him to you know to beat but, Cagliari. They they bought they bought him to go deep in the Champions League. Well, that and much is true. Nowhere. That much is true. Uh, in, in Messi's case, I mean, the, the the list of clubs that that can get him, let alone will, is you know a, a, a whole two. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. Yeah, and it, it's either Man City or PSG. Yeah. And <laughs> yeah, Neymar, wow. Does Neymar's ego even let him go to PSG? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I mean, what 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 if you're Sergio Aguero and you're hearing that Messi may be <laughs> taking your spot here soon? <laughs> well, they they've never particularly seemed to gel on the pitch for Argentina. Um, so yeah, that that's a that's a weird one. I, I think they they're supposed to get along quite well off it, but hmm. But yeah, mm, I mean, a- yeah. What do you do after? Yeah, exactly. But what do you do after? Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. So uh, a couple of other notes before we, we head on to our main topic. Uh, two, count them, two EFL trophy finals played in, in one weekend. Because this, That's going to be trivia, isn't it? The shortest time anyone's held a cup in football. <laughs> Well, I mean, they get they get the yeah they they, they get the the yeah one team gets the 2019-2020 version. <laughs> this one gets the 2020-2021 version. <laughs> yeah, you was it? Yeah, yeah, the you're the reigning champions. It's um, yeah, it, it's less than twenty four hours for Salford, isn't it? Because they they won on penalties yesterday. <laughs> yeah, they they won on penalties against Portsmouth. That that cost Kenny Jacket his job at at Portsmouth. And yeah, while losing to a, a fourth tier side, absolutely. And and then less than twenty five Sunderland win today. It's just like, <laughs> good golly, Miss Mom. It was like you know, how Celtic was winning last season's FA Cup in the middle of this season. You know, yeah, <laughs> to to get to get their quadruple treble, which you know seems so long ago now. But uh, oh, and of course, we forgot to talk mention Neil Lennon's gone from Celtic. Yeah, God. yeah, it's difficult to remember because I think he went not long after our last episode, didn't did he? Um, like within a week, yeah, yeah. Um, no, it's Neil Lennon isn't the entire problem at Celtic because there is a there looks to be a lot of complacency behind the scenes there. Oh, which, for sure, but that that which, compla- which, uh, but that complacency led to Neil Lennon staying as long as he was. Yeah, Neil Lennon, if he was sensible, if the owner's sensible, steps down at the end of last season and freshens things up. Because, you know, it's a Celtic, you can see why complacency is setting because they've had no, basically no competition for nine years. And, well, so, guess how that worked out. Yeah, someone comes at you now. Rangers, Rangers, in fairness, won the league this year. But Celtic should not be that far behind and should not get hammered like they did in the Europa League. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, their their Europa League form was fucking atrocious. 
yeah, and I, you know, in, 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 it's hard to judge the the health of this the you know the old firm from the Scottish leagues generally. You judge them by how they do in Europe, and yeah, they they were awful. Yeah, Ranger, <laughs> they, Rangers are still deep in you know they're still in the the round of sixteen. So yeah, I mean, that, yeah, the, I mean, credit to Steven Gerrard. Yeah, and and away to Slavia as well with an away goal. Yeah, exactly. So well, I, again, credit to Steven Gerrard. He built he built a Rangers team that you know is competent and is winning games. They haven't lost in in the Scottish Premier League yet. This no, season. and I, th- I think they don't think they've lost. Did did they lose? Have they lost in Europe at all? What maybe one game? I, I think maybe I, one game. Yeah. Oh no no! Saint Mirren is the in the League Cup is the only only side to beat them. Holy shit! If that was a oh, so so it's like good Jesus. Lordy. That is a good season. <laughs> so yeah. But yeah, well, congratulations to Sunderland and Salford for winning the EFL Trophy. Yeah. <laughs> oh boy, what a what a, what a time to, what a time to be alive. I mean, no, I mean, you look at the Premier League table and the number of games played is all over the fucking place at this oh, yeah. point. You know, it's like, good lordy, I never thought Man City would be the the, the one team that you know ha, ha, that owes games is, is Man City now. <laughs> yeah. I know. Jesus. Wild shit. Um, you had an item from today as well. I did. It's and um you have a look at the league leading Chelsea women's team um put up their first trophy of the season this season without Peniel Harder, you know, the most expensive female player in history, even setting foot on the pitch. Chelsea Wowie's still possibly on for a quadruple. Um you know, it, it's no shock they beat Bristol City because Bristol City are near the foot of the table. I think barely, barely won a game all year. But, you know, 6-0 and one of the great sides of football, Sam Kerr's Blacklip came out for the first time in about a year. <laughs> well, congratulations to them. I mean, yeah, it's, it, it's clear that they're probably going to be winning the, the Women's Super League this season. Um on a related note, uh, the She Believes Cup happened uh, without England this year, I noticed. Oh, I don't know. Yeah. You'll be shocked to know who won it. Would it be the pound-for-pound pound greatest side in the world? That it would be, yes. That would be the U.S. women's national team when, you know, won three from three, including just lighting up some some uh, some teams. In this, it was. I mean, I, I, I'm honestly shocked that they held it, to be honest. But it, it, it seemed like, yeah, it seemed like everybody was from the, this side of the world this this year. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm thinking the European teams don't want to travel because of the state of America. You know, the state Donald Trump left America in for the pandemic. Right, because I mean, um, so yeah, I mean, Japan was supposed to be in it, but they canceled. So. The, the the other opponents in in the She Believes Cup this year were uh, Canada, which USA beat them one nil. Um, Brazil two nil win there because I mean, didn't you have a comment about about Marta? <laughs> yeah, she she is going to be going on to, on her Zimmer frame, I think. You know, isn't she? Goodly. 
And then the, the the final match, uh USA women six, Argentina women nil. <sighs> yeah. I, I, I think it it's one of those trophies. It it was weakened by not having Japan and the European presence there. Um but what can, what can you, you can only beat what's in front of you and you know they they are for a reason the best women's side in the world and possibly the best pound for pound side in the world right now yep i mean yeah i mean yeah uh, ignore that at your peril so uh, that's all i got on the new side of things uh do you have anything else uh no I, i'm all good on that yeah yeah you know rest your your vocal cords for for what's to come here um, absolutely yeah I'll, I'll go and lubricate lubricate them a little <laughs> yeah i think we're, we're gonna do that so with that coming up today's topic the pool is draining john and jeffrey mostly john do an autopsy on liverpool's league season please stay tuned second half of episode 52 of the busting balls podcast tonight for your delight for your entertainment the pool is draining john and jeffrey let's face it mostly me perform an autopsy on liverpool's league season and uh, oh boy yeah i I cannot wait because we have done at least (laughs) two full episodes and maybe a pod blast on where uh, 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 on the direction the Arsenal was heading. I was going to say it's at least three times. <laughs> say again. It's been at least three times. Yes. Yeah, so I, I think now, and, and, and you will concede that we did do a pod blast. Uh, you know, right when Liverpool won the league, and we, we we've talked up and down. Uh, I think you get- nobody can nobody can deny that Liverpool's league form has fallen off a fucking cliff. <laughs> that, that that's the polite way of putting it. You know, it, it's the, the stat you know that can sum it up for me: a sixty-eight games unbeaten at home to six on the banks losing them. The only game we have won at home this year. We played a home game in fucking Hungary, you know. <laughs> "Quote unquote" home game. Yeah, yeah. The, the, those those home and away Champions League games, you know, in Hungary. Yeah, you know. In- yeah, so we we haven't even discussed. We didn't even discuss how many of the European League games are like not being played where, yeah, you know, they're being played elsewhere. But that that's a story for another time. 
Oh yeah, that absolutely. It, it's it's frankly the madness of playing international competitions in a in a pandemic. You know. Well, there is that. Say safe as it is, or maybe no. But any anyway. So, well, yeah, yeah. We we should we should talk Liverpool because yeah, yeah. The league season, the probably the top ambition we have right now is finishing fourth and that is an uphill task because i think we, we're eight points off it at the moment i haven't had a look since this weekend i'll uh, have a... i have it right here in front of me ever since <laughs> ever since december the 19th when liverpool won seven nil away at crystal palace we have had yeah. it, it's been a litany of, of draws and and, and losses now in fairness, <laughs> in, in fairness, on the 28th and 31st of January, you won two games in London, 3-1, against away at Spurs and West Ham. Absolutely, and we played well. But then again, the the way they played kind of, it it played to our strengths. They, they left space for us. Since then... The only win that has come for Liverpool in the in the Premier League was a 2-0 away at Bramall Lane against a Sheffield United that we've already discussed are in the do- are, are absolute dog shit right now. Are, are 14 points uh, you know away from safety with te- with nine games left. Done. Yeah. Yeah. It so, was it the game you'd expect. <laughs> now it, it, now also in fairness You've also had a four-one FA Cup win, but then you lost again. I, you lost in the FA Cup and were eliminated by Man United, and uh, <laughs> and then you you won four 0 on aggregate against Leipzig in the Champions League. You, you, it's like you've been waiting for this day, isn't it? <laughs> well, I, I just say in fairness. Now, so why is the Premier League form just? Gone completely off the rails here, John. And, well, and, and I want you to be on as honest as I have been on my assessments of of uh, of Arsenal's issues. Fair. It's going to start with the unavoidable issue. It is you know at, at the start of the season, you know the re- revenues down due to pandemic. So summer transfer plans. Um, you know, Thiago is available. Yes, please. You know, you, you'll have one of the best players in the world. He wants to come to you at a very reasonable price. We need we need someone to spell the front three. Diego Jota. Brilliant. Thank you very much. The downside of that, Dayan Leveron wanted to leave. Fair play. Here's a big contract. Go enjoy yourself. You have been a good servant for the club. <laughs> which left them with well, left us with three fit centre halves for the season. And we thought, you know, um, Fabinho could could fill in when needed as a fourth choice, and then maybe um, a, a guy called Billy Camacho um, had had a really good preseason. So you think they're thinking we can get by with that on the season, and then Jesus Christ, we've ended up playing what amounts to eighth and ninth choice centre halves in in recent weeks. It has been an absolute, you know, it, it, it's been attritional. Yeah, it's it started with um with Virgil van Dijk, obviously, who you know personality wise, ability wise, 
probably the best defender on the planet right now. And he was taken out by Jordan Pickford in... A, <laughs> I'm not still bitter about the fact Jordan Pickford didn't e- they didn't even look at the incident when it, you know whether it was accident accident intentional or not the guy should have had a red card for a knee high challenge with his full weight on it it was it was a you know it, it was an abysmal challenge and things have spoiled from there you know joe gomez going down on uh on international duty you know for trade the training in international duty and Matip is, Joe Matip, not the most robust centre-half in the world anyway, but you're talking by the midpoint of the season, Liverpool had three first-choice centre-halves. By the middle of January, by the halfway point, all three were done for the season. I have not seen anything like it. And then you had um, Fabinho and John Henderson filling in. They, you know, Fabinho started to break down because he has not been able to be rested. And, you know, you it, it seems he is a good fill-in, but he is still prone. To, he's not a tenth half by training and he was prone to make the odd mistake. Jordan Henderson, again, the curse centre half, likely to be done for the season. We had then to go out on <laughs> on the last day of the transfer market and make a couple of desperation signings. We, you know, it's signing, <laughs> signing Ozan Kabak from the worst defence in the Bundesliga. And he's, he has done well <laughs> enough, to be fair. And and the guy from the league below us, plus um, and the, and the other centre-halves, a guy who was playing non-league football last season at Kidderminster. <coughs> and then, what about Nat Phillips, who we were quite, who we were ready to let go to Swansea at, in October. It's you know it it is you and you we have had to rip our midfield apart for that as well you know Fabinho and Henderson two key parts of our midfield that above all is the key reason why Liverpool have been not quite at it for the second half of the season but you look at that that does not particularly explain well why. In that, you know, in we have had the, those six home games, we have not scored from open play. We have had one penalty in all that time, and you know, for, for all the defence, for, for all that, I, I know Van Dyke's passing is a key factor for us. Um, and I know Trent Alexander-Arnold has only just got back to form after um, I think he had COVID earlier in the year. Um, part of that, you know, it, it's still we should be having, we should be scoring more goals, at, and we, we're not exactly apart from maybe uh, Man City and Chelsea are, are currently probably on form the best teams in the Premier League. Apart from that, we haven't exactly played sides who you would go. There's a run of six games, you're not going to score in them. You know, you're talking Fulham, who are. Who are admittedly decent. They've they've been solid. We should be at. We should be scoring at Brighton. You side. Yeah, sides are going to come to Anfield. Sides are going to play. You know, defend deep. If you're a good side, that's you know it happens. You have to deal with it. And last season, we were dealing with it easily. You know, we we were relentless in dealing with it. 
this year, right. this year, no, no, the the, the tap there has been no tap. It 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 seems, you know, it, I I think it may be to do with the attritional nature of the season as well. Because in a season with injuries, it is the worst season to have the sort of injury crisis Liverpool have had. But it's the the attacking plan seems to have been reduced to get the ball wide, cross it in, watch it be headed away. And, you know, without Van Dijk there, we're not a particularly big side. You know, it, you know, for all, for how good Mane, for Salah, uh, for Mino have been, they they are not going to score you, you know, 10, 10 15 headed goals between them in a season. Uh, it's The tactic is just bizarre for me on that front. Um, but, and, yeah, as part of that, it's it's... I think the alarming thing, Roberto Firmino has been brilliant, and you know he does so much more on the pitch. He he leads the press. He, but this year, for all that, he he's really looked like scoring in any game. He he just doesn't seem to have a, an ounce of confidence um, at the moment. There just seems to be some, you know, you know, last year the Klopp called the team mentality monsters. And for two seasons it is because you know you're talking they were relentless. It you, you, lost, lost what um, before uh, between the start of 2018-19 uh, and the enforced pandemic break, we we lost what two league games in in you know two and two thirds season uh, a season and two thirds. Right. And one of those league seasons, you you only lost the title. You didn't win the title by a mere one point. Yeah, and and again, you're talking if decisions. Uh, uh, Vincent Company could easily have been sent off early in that Man City Liverpool game and wasn't, but they could have got easily gone either way. Um, you know, you, you you talk with Liverpool that that I, I think we we do have to take into account the standards Liverpool had set, and um, again, as, as you pointed out, we were top of the league um, going in at Christmas, and it's just. That form for three months, you know, you could say maybe January. I don't think we played particularly well last January. I don't think, you know, it's it's that January, February time under Klopp. We, we haven't maybe played particularly well, but we've always been there to dig out results. And this year, maybe with the injuries, maybe with teams, you know, wising up, being able to use tactics that wouldn't have maybe worked if we had a full strength side there or even a, an approximation of a full-strength side, you know, maybe that there's a little bit of figuring out in there. And maybe, you know, it, it, I, I don't I don't know the inside of Liverpool, obviously, but I would be reasonable if, you know, <laughs> the team seems to get kicked as well with, with injuries and with, um, again, with VAR decisions. Again, that Everton game, you go back, um, Sadio Mane's shirt sleeve was offside, I remember watching that game and the comments going, I don't even know why they're looking at this. This is like yards on side. And no, um, and it wasn't. A Brighton game, a penalty in the last minute of what is Brighton by VAR. Again, you're talking two points go off that. Um, and numerous close decisions. We're not the only side that's ever with VAR. Let's face it, VAR is a whole other issue. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you can't really blame everything on VAR and, and officiating. No, no, I'm not, a, but, but because... as, a, as a player, I'm, I'm just going with the, the mental impact here on, on players. Because if you, you know, if you go, we scored, 
oh shit, there goes the goal. You know, particularly if you've had you had two games in fairly quick succession where, where you lost four points off from VAR decisions, particularly one that was at best marginal. And, and again, that but you know, it, it, it's that if, if you want the encapsulation of what, what it is for us at the moment. It, it's that Leicester game away, um, you know, one nil going into the last ten minutes. A, a, v, a marginal VAR decision goes for us and goes against us, and you just and you know, and things imploded after that. It, it's at, at the you know, the mental resilience isn't there right now. Right, and that was going to be my next point. It just seems like that there is a lot of. I mean, I, I can understand the injuries compounding, causing a lot of these issues. And yes, officiating has a little to do with it. It, it, it is nowhere near to be being the sole reason, though. But really, mentally, mentally, Liverpool are just out of it in in the Premier League right now. Yeah, yeah, and and as it, it's you know they they've got. You know, you, you can even the even the strongest mental people will have setbacks. Will you know if, if you have if you but if you you can't endure. There's a there's a certain point where everyone will will break though, and I think you know it, it looks very much in 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 the league anyway. Um, it looks very much like Liverpool have kind of hit that point right now. I, I will say um, we're obviously uh, recording this before we play Wolves, um, but we, you know, we, we for the first I think Fabinho played in midfield for the first time since we played Everton. <laughs> Again, I've got back to Everton game, so you know we've been able to put play him in his natural position, and we looked so much better for that. So we may pick up there, but. <laughs> Hmm. So, I mean, I, I guess my biggest question is right now, Liverpool in what? Uh, eighth, I think. Eighth, I think, yeah. Um, and we, we are eight points off fourth, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, Chelsea, with the game in hand, admittedly. Uh, yes, you are. That is correct. Yes. And, uh, of course, you, as we record this, you have yet to play, uh, you, you've yet to go to the Molyneux to play Wolves. Um, I mean, it, so is fourth even going to be doable? I I don't think fourth is going to be doable for Arsenal. I think we'll be lucky to even get fifth, honestly. But yeah, and we're not we're not here to talk about Arsenal. We're here to talk about Liverpool today. And and let's face it, for all the talk we were having of Arsenal crisis, you're only two points behind us right now. <laughs> right, exactly, and, and and played the same number of games. Indeed. So I mean, what if you have a disaster at the Molyneux? Then what? I mean, if you know, if if we don't win, you know, if Chelsea drew um, drew with Leeds yesterday. We they, they you know, we, we win. We're five points behind. Five points over nine ten games is doable. It, it you you can you know you can get that back with a good run of form, but you don't see where that run of form is coming from for Liverpool at the minute. We we haven't got a particularly taxing running comparatively i think you know we've got um the the, the hardest games we've got left i think uh, you know we've got united away we've got uh, your your guys away um villa i think the rest of it is mid table but we 
what it comes down to for me, and it is partly through with injuries, it's part, but we, we've lost the ability to kind of, you know, force the game to. We, we're quite passive. We we look passive in games right now. We are we are not capable of taking the initiative. And yes, that's partly to do with the midfield. But you go, what you know, what can we do tactically to you know, to force things? We, we, you know, we are not forced. We are not forcing errors. The opposition and. You know the opposition are, are forcing errors for us and taking advantage. We we force errors. We don't seem to know. We don't seem to have a plan to to get in there. It, it is, you know, it is not. It, it's not fun to watch. You know, it's uh, it, it's been a chore to watch this the last few weeks. You know, it, it, um, I'm, football in general, I think at the moment is. It, it's not particularly great because of the nature of this season where you've just got a game, you know, where teams do not get breaks. And even now you've got an international break. Players are just going to go away, play for international. We, you know, we, we are running players into the ground in, in this season. But um, yeah, Liverpool, again, you, you look at the way what Klopp needs is the sort of thing he had in his last season in the Bundesliga with Dortmund. You know, you need maybe a week or two off just work things out, redo things, but this season that is not happening. It, you know, it won't happen in the international break because you haven't got the players to work with. So what becomes of Jurgen Klopp? Jurgen Klopp is frankly, you know, sorry, he's invincible, man. You know, you, you look at what he's done the last two seasons. He, he's put up, you know, there are only two managers in Premier League history to put up, you know, 90 more than 95 points back to back and it's Klopp and Guardiola Jurgen Klopp you you look at you have him a pass for circumstances because the guy's coming off winning the league with Liverpool after 30 years you know there is more than enough credit in that bank they if if it goes into you know if, if you come into the middle of next season and Liverpool aren't in and around the top four then you're told then you can start talking about it but right now no, no Klopp, Klopp has got more than enough credit in the bank to to keep going um and he said he's got he's got a three-year contract and by all accounts um FSG the Liverpool owners are, are right behind him and they are very much aware of the circumstances which have have us down in eight this season so yeah um Klopp is you know it, it if 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 he if he'd you know only kept us at the verge of the Champions League places season after season maybe not but again ninety five plus points twice league Champions League the guy is going nowhere and you know uh, I'm I'm sure like like with any fan base there are people on the fringes who might be going clock clock should go and at that point I'm just going what the fuck guys you know. <laughs> Yeah, but I mean, even so, I mean, every coach leaves eventually. So it's, yeah. I mean, I, I, how far, I mean, yeah, Klopp's gotten a lot of credit. How far does that, I mean, how far does that really go, though, in this era where, um, you know, people want instant results? Well, on knee-jerk reactions. Um, I, I, I think it's, it goes it goes a long way that, you know, it, it, it's like, You've been we never say it for God, fifteen years. Anyone who brings the title back to Anfield after that long break is a folk hero. Is basically getting a statue put up to them, and 
yeah, Jurgen Klopp is, he's not going anywhere. And again, something, you know, that wasn't mentioned, Klopp has had to deal with, you know, the death of his mum as well. Um, and, you know, you can, you can go further with mentally further, you know, Alison, um, the tragic death of his father as well. Um, two, you know, two key figures in Liverpool have, you know, they, they've lost parents in circumstances where they cannot go home to the funeral to see their family and mourn properly. That, you know, it, it wouldn't be e- easy in the best of seasons. In the current season, God, you know, ment- mentally, God, I, most of the time, it, let's face it, most of the time, it would be fantastic to be Jurgen Klopp because, you know, relentlessly positive, big personality, can take almost anything, but, you know, with with the way Liverpool playing, with with the state of the world, with with the personal things, my God, I I, I just feel sorry for the guy at the minute. You know, because there, there's no way he could. It just seems one thing after another. Well, right, and I and I get that, but you know, as we all know, this is also a results-oriented business, and oh, yeah. you know, right now the results are just not there in the one place that, you know. You were trying to conquer for so long, which you finally did in a pandemic year. And now, and I understand that there are circumstances that have led to this, but I mean, is it salvageable at this point? Um, the I mean, he- yeah, I mean, you you won't be champ, you won't be repeat champions for sure. No, but God, no, nowhere near. Um, is it, is is the league season salvageable? Yeah, you know, while there's life, there's hope. And as I say, the the fixture list we've got isn't the most demanding. But you know, you, you, you well, I do you, see Arsenal what, here on March third, buddy. So <laughs> I, 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 no, I, right now, um, you know, we say Arsenal have a decent record against us, and Arteta has has got you playing really well at the minute. Let's let's be fair, a really organised unit who will t- who are. Uh, will take advantage of opponents' errors. And that's pretty much a game plan for beating us right now. Um, but, yeah, it, you know, you, you can maybe see some, some shoes of recovery in the, in the European results against Leipzig. But, again, Leipzig are a side who like to come at you. That really suits us. Um, I, I would even say, you know, I, to go to go all the way in Europe, we, we need a fairly kind draw or two um, to go much further. Yeah, I, you know, I wouldn't fancy playing even two calls Chelsea, or you know, let alone Man City or, or Bayern right now. Um, but really, I would say I, I would like to see um, again Fabinho played in midfield in the league uh, tomorrow against Wolves. You know, Wolves again, they are a side who have a, who had a similar season to us. That that injury to Raul Jimenez. Seems to have just absolutely knocked the stuffing from them this year. Um, disrupted their system completely. Um, if you know, if you can't show, you know, if you can't get a result, if you can't show that you're going to play, that you can recover, then you know, I I wouldn't be too optimistic for the rest of the season, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, it, 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 it's clear that Liverpool are pretty much toast in the league. Um... You know, it's possible that, you know, you could go on another Champions League run. That may be the only way you actually make it back into the Champions League. Um, right now, it's it's probably the best chance. 
and you still it's still you look around at who's still in it and you go we we can give most sides in there a game but again it's you know to come against man city on the current form i we we need someone else to deal with them frankly you know right well i mean good luck to you i mean believe me i know how it's it's felt you know having you know a couple of seasons that isn't uh isn't great but yeah you know absolutely so um any last thoughts on this subject <laughs> bring on next season <laughs> yeah it, yeah you, you can't really say that the reds are conquering all now can you no. so, I, I, so how does it feel being back on earth here brother it, it's shit i mean god <laughs> what, what the hell you know it, it, it's like christ when you look down it's freaking donald trump freaking boris johnson is like jesus it was fun being in the clouds with those while they were down yeah. on Earth. Well, I, I, yeah, I, I feel that. By the way, uh, happy uh, belated birthday, by the way, my guy. Yep, thank you very much. It, uh, it, and uh, How old now? <clears throat> 47. Wow, okay. Well, only one year behind me then. Uh, yeah, well, yeah, or 11 months, isn't it? I think, isn't it the 13th of April yours? Yep, 13th of April, yep. Oh, I see. Same, same, same as Peter Davison. <laughs> This is how I remember it. <laughs> Fair enough. And marks. <laughs> oh my goodness! All right. Well, this has been episode fifty-two of the Busting Balls podcast. Uh, hit us up on Twitter at Busting Pod or email us at, at gmail um, um, You're listening us through our native SoundCloud feed, SoundCloud.com/slash busting dash balls or the pwom podcast network soundcloud.com slash pro wrestling only and you can find us now on spotify search busting balls podcast john any last words before we sign off well i'm i'm i can only say well done a man united on giving ollie goodness Oscar a long-term contract <laughs> <laughs> keep up the bad work <laughs> uh i was gonna say is north london is red <laughs> don't you all forget it hopefully we won't be ho- ho- hopefully it will be shorter than a month before we're back again sweet all right then <laughs> <laughs> until then it's good night for me and it's good night from him we'll see you in a couple weeks we hope good night